Investment advisory services are offered through Retirement Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of New Jersey. Welcome to Gary Shear's Your Money, Your Retirement podcast, the podcast for people who want to keep their money safe, keep it growing, and get the information they need in order to make smart decisions with their money. We're glad you're here, and let's dive into today's episode. This is Gary Shear. I'm thrilled to be with you to share the third in a series of podcasts on tariffs and trade wars with our summer trade war update. Printing ink, not black, solid. Yam of synthetic staple fibers mixed mainly with artificial staple fibers. Meat of swine other than hams, shoulders, bellies, and cuts thereof salted, brined, or smoked. Organic surface-active products and preparations for washing the skin in liquid or cream. You're probably wondering what in the world I'm talking about. The items I just mentioned are just four of the 5,000 products potentially affected by the trade war between the United States and China. Meat, vegetables, auto parts, construction materials, chemicals, it's all part of more than $200 billion in tariffs proposed by President Trump's administration. China, in turn, has imposed tariffs on over 500 American products worth approximately $34 billion. And that's not getting into all the trade-related skirmishes between the U.S. and Canada, or U.S. and Mexico, or the U.S. and the European Union. I'm sure you've heard at least something about these tariffs in the news, but Unless you do it for a living, trying to keep track of every development or possible outcome is dizzying, to say the least. In fact, many of my clients have reached out to ask the following questions. What's going on and why? Why does it matter? What's going to happen? As a financial advisor, it's my job to answer these questions. So let's cover each of these in depth. We'll start with what is a trade war and why is there one in the first place? A trade war, in case you're not familiar with the term, is an economic conflict in which countries impose import restrictions on each other in order to harm each other's trade. Why is the U.S. in a trade war with China? The issue, at least from the U.S. administration standpoint, is a $375 billion trade deficit with China, which many see as being due to unfair or even illegal trade practices. China, on the other hand, contends the deficit has more to do with American fiscal policy and the fact that the U.S. exports services more than goods. A trade deficit is the difference between how much a nation imports from another country compared to how much it exports. One of President Trump's earliest campaign promises was that he would decrease the trade deficit. His tool of choice? Tariffs. Put simply, A tariff is a tax on goods produced in another country. Tariffs make foreign goods more expensive, so in theory, people would become more likely to buy local products instead. For example, a tariff on foreign steel would prompt consumers to buy more steel from American companies. That would be an enormous boost for the American steel industry. Tariffs could also be used as a negotiating tactic of sorts. If Americans buy fewer Chinese products, that could lead to economic pain for many Chinese companies. This, President Trump believes, will drive China to the negotiating table. 
Then he can broker a new trade agreement that will be more favorable to the U.S. Historians and economists are divided over whether tariffs are a good idea. That's because tariffs can come with negative side effects. For one thing, higher prices can make life difficult for consumers, whether they be individuals, families, or businesses. To return to our steel example, if a company must pay more for the steel it needs, that could significantly eat into its own profits. And of course, tariffs can lead to trade wars. In this case, American industries that produce goods. China has slapped tariffs on could experience a massive drop in revenue. We're going to share a timeline of the trade war so far. March 1st, President Trump announces a 25% tariff on imported steel and a 10% tariff on aluminum. A month later, on April 2nd, China issues tariffs on $2.4 billion of U.S. exports. April 3rd, President Trump announces a new list of tariffs on $50 billion worth of Chinese goods. April 4th, China responds by issuing tariffs on roughly $50 billion in U.S. goods. April 5th, President Trump proposes tariffs on another $100 billion in Chinese goods, but does not yet impose them. The President released an updated list of tariffs worth $50 billion to go into effect on July 6th. China responded on June 15th with a revised list of $50 billion in U.S. products to start on the same date. On July 6th, tariffs on $34 billion in Chinese goods go into effect, as do Chinese tariffs on the same amount of U.S. goods. On July 10th, President Trump proposed a 10% tariff on another $200 billion in Chinese imports. As you can tell, the numbers are so large and seem to change so often that it's not exactly easy to keep track. But for now, tariffs on $34 billion in goods have actually been implemented by both the U.S. and China, with many more proposed. So you might wonder, why does this matter? A bit of news that broke on Tuesday, July 24th, serves as a good illustration. The Trump administration announced its plan to provide $12 billion in aid to farmers and ranchers who may be hurt by Chinese tariffs. While China has proposed fewer tariffs than the United States, they have chosen their targets with care. Specifically, they've targeted industries largely located in states that voted for President Trump in the 2016 election. Think soybean farmers, automotive dealers, manufacturers, etc. It's still early, but if history is any judge, these industries could soon feel the pain of lost revenue, wage cuts, and even job losses. If the Trump administration is right and tariffs lead to more favorable trade deals, that could be a major benefit in the long run. But in the short term, well, there's a reason that economists call it a war. There may be no bloodshed, but that doesn't mean there's no pain. From an investor's perspective, all this matters because prolonged economic pain can lead to prolonged market volatility. So how are the markets taking all this? Well, the quick answer is in stride. If you follow the markets closely, you'll notice a pattern. Whenever a new salvo of tariffs is launched by the U.S., China, or whoever, the markets tend to dip. In fact, 100-point falls are not all that uncommon in the Dow. But then a funny thing happens. The markets recover a day or two later. Why is this? Well, there are certain key words when it comes to tariffs and trade. Supply, demand, earnings, inflation, deflation, interest rates, corporate news, etc. It's like a giant puzzle. In fact, there are a few more in the puzzle 
but there are a lot that I just chose to leave out in the interest of time. The point is, market performance is based on so many factors. Even something as important as international trade is just one ingredient in the cake. That's why trying to predict what the markets will do is a fool's errand. Right now, the markets are still being powered by a strong economy and lower taxes, among other things. As I mentioned before, the trade war is still in its infancy, so its effect on the markets has been muted compared to what some analysts might have expected. But trying to predict where the markets will go next is harder than trying to predict the weather. Meteorologists rely on a huge array of computers, algorithms, satellites, and techniques to give people a reasonable expectation of what the weather will be tomorrow, and they're still often wrong. That's because the weather is a vast, complex system. There are so many factors, so many variables, each affecting the other. The markets are much the same. We could certainly try to guess how the next round of tariffs will impact the markets, but then we'd be ignoring all the other variables that I already mentioned. I've said it time and time again, no one has a crystal ball, and a crystal ball is exactly what you need to know where something as vast and complex as the stock market will go. And that's why our investment strategy is based on principles, not predictions. What are those principles? For starters, we invest for the long term. We avoid making emotional decisions. We don't overreact to the day-to-day -day swings of the market. We choose investments based on you, your goals, your comfort level with risk, your time frame. The current trade war, especially between the U.S. and China, is an important story and one we'll keep monitoring. But from an investing standpoint, right now it's just a story. And we don't allow stories to affect our strategy. Of course, if at any point we feel the trade situation could harm your portfolio or impede your progress toward your goals, we'll let you know immediately. In the meantime, remember, my team and I love hearing from you. Please let us know if you have any questions or concerns. Our door is always open. You can find us on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, and on all the uh, major social media sites. I think uh, Instagram might be next. You can reach out to us through our website at GaryShear.com or info at GaryShear.com. And we encourage you to book your complimentary strategy session to see if the things that we're talking about can help you have a bigger impact in your life and in your retirement. Have a great week. And we look forward to seeing you next time.